This is what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Let me tell you what I'm feeling like. Da, 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 da. Yo, my man Brown, we back again. What up, though, Tom? Yo, thank y'all for coming back for the Keep It A C Note podcast, man. Y'all been doing y'all thing on Instagram, Facebook page. Make sure y'all, uh, you know, accept our friend request on yeah. Facebook. Twitter, I heard, I'm seeing Twitter is popping right now. So thank y'all for, for tuning in and commenting and, and keep coming back and tell everybody. Yeah, we definitely appreciate y'all. So I came across something that, and I, it made me think. Musically, we talked about some music stuff before, but producers, producers, okay. they, they, they underrated. You know what I'm saying? They, they got a large part in, in the hip hop, R&B, all type of music. If you don't have a good producer, well, odds are your, your song is probably going to be trash. Right. So we got four producers. Swiss Beats, Timberland, DJ Premier, and Pharrell. Right. You got to take one of them off of this list. Brown, who are you taking on? I'm sorry, Timberland. I'm taking Ooh. I'm taking Timberland off because um, if I was to take Timberland off, I can't really think nothing off top that this part of his catalog that I would really miss. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. So, uh, yeah, it would, it would come down to Timbo and Pharrell, and I, I would keep Pharrell over Timbaland. Um, to me, I, I don't know. I just think that Timbaland Jones usually, they like sound the same to me. Mm. Like, they always, they always got that same sound, and I think Pharrell more so he can go a little bit everywhere. Um, definitely would keep Swiss on there. And Premier is my favorite uh, producer out of all of them. So he's definitely not going nowhere. I'm getting rid of Timbaland. How about you? For me, it came down to DJ Premier and Pharrell. Um, yeah, for me, you know, you're not as big an Eminem fan as I am. So, you know, Timbaland and Eminem just, they, they rocked out, you know what I'm saying, a couple times. Dre, Dre did this thing. You know what I mean? Timbaland's got... Justin Timberlake on it. So I was like, I don't know if I can take him off and all that. He's going back and forth. Um, Pharrell, I don't think I've ever heard a bad song from Pharrell produced, you know, right. some of his albums. And Andy got us the clips and all of that. But I'm like, other than the clips, who did Pharrell really bring us? You know what I'm saying? DJ Premier been doing it for a long time. So He's wait, 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 wait. So what you going with off of Timberland? Who did who did Timberland bring us that you gonna get? Well, you know, he, he worked with a bunch of good Missy, you know what I'm saying? Like Timberland's he's had his but hand do we count Missy is like a cheat code. Do we really Ooh. count Missy? Oh she man. like she she make hits with no matter who's producing. This is yeah. true, she's talented. But some of her biggest hits, Timberland right on the shoulder. So yeah, I can't take him off. Pharrell, I got to take you off, man. I mean, you worked with Jay-Z and a bunch of cats, but I just never felt like you were top dog at any time. Like, Swiss Beats gave us Rough Riders. Right. So I'm not touching Swiss. Rough Riders, when Swiss Beats... So, wait a minute. Pharrell was... Pharrell, when Nori was the man with all them songs, that was Pharrell. Yeah. Uh, the clips you said the clips that yeah. was Pharrell and and N E R D his they they I like it, but Snoop 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 got, bang with Pharrell yeah he did 
But it's just like, I'm not going to take Premier off because he's got the history. Right. Premier has been doing it. He's got hit, hit, hit. Not just from him and, and his group, but I mean, as a producer, he's got hits for 30 years. So he's there. He's the OG. So I'm not taking him off. Timbo. And some, me personally, he's the best producer on this list. If I'm going to keep mm, it a casino with you, mm, Premier is the best DJ you want on. It's like a, a, a badge of honor when, when you're a hip hop artist and you get a premiere beat. When you hear that scratching of your old vocals on the hook, you know you made it. Mama, I made it. I got a premiere beat. <laughs> it's real talk, yeah, man. But I feel like Swiss is untouchable because I feel like Swiss held down an entire section of hip hop for 20 years. He would be my number two on that list. Really? I think, I think Swiss would be my number one. The only reason why I say that is because you Ooh. literally transformed the Lox's career. Ooh. You held DMX down. You brought a whole set. Like the, the, the Rough Rider, the albums, Volume 1, Volume 2, they were crazy. And they featured so many different people. And Swiss put it down on them. So that's why I'm going to keep him. So 80s, 90s, 2000s. That's three decades. Premier been around as a legend doing the thing. And it's, like I said, it's a badge of honor when you hear Premier beat. That's you right. I mean, he's top dog. Swiss, you number two, though. You know, shout out to the Rough Riders. Swiss, you definitely number two. But no, 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 no. You can't go. So I'm dropping Pharrell from my list. Um, I hate to say it. It was tight. It wasn't like anything any of them were doing was bad. It's just... These is the cream of the crop, so I, I'm sorry, Pharrell. So you think Pharrell got, I mean, Timberland got more hits than Pharrell? Yeah. Well, because Timberland's crossover. Timberland's got not just hip hop, R&B. He's got some crossover stuff, but I feel like Timberland's crossover stuff was a little bit, like, like I feel like it was bigger. Like, he did a Justin Timberlake album that went so many times platinum, you know what I'm saying? Which is, that's a, that's a huge crossover because you're bringing this dude from NSYNC to being a legitimate R&B singer. So, that's why I give Timberlake big props for that. Like, if the Clips had a better career with, with Pharrell, they never broke up or whatever like that, then Pharrell might stay on my list, but had to drop him. All right. <laughs> hey. So, so, you was telling me about somebody on Insta, was it Instagram, Twitter? That was getting at us about uh, Randy Moss. Yeah, 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 yeah. We had somebody on um, Instagram comment. Um, his name Kareem. I think he said that uh, he would put Randy Moss as and Calvin Johnson over top of Jerry Rice. Mm. All right. So, who would you say would be the best cornerback to guard Randy Moss out of Darrell Revis? Deion Sanders, Richard Sherman, or Charles Woodson? Who's going to lock? Who's got the best chance to lock Randy Moss down? I'm going with the island. Just because, I mean, we don't got to go hypothetical. The island has already <laughs> did it multiple times. He's locked Randy Moss down. You know what I mean? I'm, Randy Moss, I, I looked at the stats. Randy Moss got out on him one time in his rookie year. And one time, I think, when Revis played for Tampa Bay in that one transition year after he left from the J Other than that, he was on the island. He had flip-flops on. He had <laughs> swimming trunks on. A tank top. Every time he lined up against Darrell Revis. I'm not going to say, well, I think prime time would. No, I've seen Darrell Revis do it multiple times. If you need some uh, somebody to stop Moss for money, that's who I'm going with. 
I respect Revis because yeah, he he has done it. But I feel like, and I'm giving away, I'm keeping the seat on. I'm giving away one of my top cornerbacks. I feel like Dion Prime Time Sanders would have locked Randy Moss down on the strength. The only reason why I say over Revis is because Dion could match Randy speed for speed. Like, they both was burned. So, right. if he's going deep, that's the only way I really see Revis getting beat is over the top. Prime is going to run right with you. So, I don't feel like Randy Moss would have cooked Prime the way that he got to a lot of these other dudes. He got the Richard Sherman early in his career, whatever. Right. Woodson, you know, hmm. he did okay. But right. Randy Moss was still getting his number. But I feel like Prime, man, he's so underrated as just a cornerback. Not as a playmaker, but as a cornerback. He was a shutdown corner. Right. Of course, you know, Jerry Rice got, did his thing, but Jerry did it to everybody. But you wasn't really going to burn Prime. It wasn't going to happen. So well, he'll pick and take well, the house on you. Here's the thing. That's the thing that I think Prime has over, over Revis. He has the speed. And he's more of the flash. Mm -hmm. He's going to get you more interceptions mm -hmm. probably because he jumps more. Yeah. But we haven't seen nobody lock one side of the field down like Revis. Primetime hasn't, he didn't do it in his career. Dude still got out on primetime. They didn't get out as much. You know what I mean? They wasn't burning him crazy, but I'm talking about Darrell Reeves holds you to two catches for 23 yards. Mm -hmm. That's it. You know what I mean? One for 13, like, and I'm talking about thousand yard receivers, like, proving all of them. Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the speed or nothing. He's not trying to intercept the ball. A lot of times when you throw it his way, he don't even go for the interception. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to break up the pass, make sure you don't catch it. Deion Sanders... I've, we've seen it as a young boy. It's been plays where he get burnt because he's trying to jump the route, pick Jones off because he's trying to run it back to the house. That's all cool and all that. Like you always say, the flash, you know, the flash. The greatest show on turf, we was the flash, mm -hmm. but the, the, the defense, that's what you say. To me, he's, he's the flash. He's the flash. He's the more exciting player, but the lockdown guy, this guy got an island named after him. <laughs> he named the island after this guy. Like, you got to keep it a C-note, man. And, and in my opinion, one of the cats on our list, here we go, overhyped but no cap. Richard Sherman is overhyped. I'm going to say that one more time. Richard Sherman is overhyped. He is the product of having one of the best put-together defenses of all time. He didn't have to have multiple responsibilities because you had Cam Chancellor over the top, Earl right. Thomas over the top. So right. you, if you got burnt, you wasn't really going to be that bad at all. You dig what I'm saying? You got a linebacker like Bobby Wagner who runs crazy speed, so he's not going to get burnt. So Richard Sherman, all you literally got to do is take care of the guy right in front of you in your right. zone. And sometimes, you know, you got toasted too. And we it got proven when he got to San Francisco because he wasn't the same corner that he thought he was. Because now they're not running the same type of defense. Well, 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 here's the thing with that. When he got to San Francisco, he was off an injury. True. So he got off a leg injury where he's never the same. Um, my only dispute to that would be what round was he drafted in? Second round? He wasn't a first. I don't no. even think he was no, a second no, or a no, third. No, you're right. He was a fifth round. Pick. So what I'm saying about that is, 
he's got to be no cap for me because it's like you can't be overhyped if you that late in the draft. He came in and he did a job that obviously nobody else was there to do. You see what I'm saying? Somehow he won that starting job after being the fifth, whatever round pick he was. So he overachieved. And to me, I think he was no cap. He's not the fastest guy neither, but he more like a physical guy. Once he got to San Fran, I don't count that San Fran stuff because I knew he wasn't going to be the same after that injury. Yeah, you're right. He had Cam behind him. He had this person. But... I've seen I've, I've I've seen teams where you had Brian Dawkins back here and this person up there and the cornerback still getting burnt. That's true. But my thing was when when you saw Cam Chancellor go down, when he went down, and then Earl Thomas starts to get a little banged up, then he leaves. Richard Sherman started to get a little bit exposed. When you ain't got when you ain't got the the, the coverage over top, and it's just you. You are now the guy in Seattle. You're yeah. the guy on defense. He started catching, getting caught routinely. So well, that's why I say he's all right. But that's that's the same thing that I'm saying though. Like, um, he doesn't have blazing speed. So no. you can you can burn him. Even when they was good, you can burn him and he tries to jump routes. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I would just say he's no cap just on the strength of he came in with no expectations. He exceeded expectations, became good. You know, so anything you get after that is just extra. All right. All right, so we're going to pivot to the NBA here, brother. Now, they dropped the list out of the top 10 shooting guards. Right. Now, number one and two, I feel like it's easy. You're going to go MJ, Kobe. There's no argument there. Facts. Number three. It's a big deal. You got Dwayne Wade. You got Allen Iverson. Right. Three for three. Who who's going to take that number three spot for you? Wade County. Oh no. I'm I'm going out Wade County, man. Here's the thing. I know, like, AI did a lot for the city of Philadelphia. I know we love AI. He he's this five foot nine guy with heart crossover. You know. We love everything that he stands for. You know what I mean? He set a lot of trends, the, the braids, and, you know, great crossover. He changed the rules because he crossed Jordan over and they made it a carry. Love AI. Heart bigger than anybody that I've ever seen play the game. But he gives you just offense. Mm. He gives you just offense. We can say he's a better scorer than Dwayne Wade. That's a fact. You can even say he got a better handle than Dwayne Wade. Mm -hmm. That's a fact. He doesn't play better defense than Dwayne Wade. He Dwayne Wade locks up. He he a block. He one of the top shooting guards in all time blocking shots. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Get steals. Um, I think Dwayne Wade is also a little bit better at getting his teammates involved. And we know he rebounds better. I'll agree with that. My thing is this. Okay, we're from Philly. AI took a horrible team to the NBA Finals. This is true. I don't think we give Dwayne Wade enough credit for that first title that he won in Miami. The team, he was the second option all year. 
The team was a retirement home. They had white chocolate, Jason Williams on the team, Gary Payton on the team, Antoine Walker on the team. Javon oh, Howard was on that team too. Alonzo Mourning was all that on that team. Shaq was done. When it, then you had people like Udonis Haslam, who was undrafted. You know what I mean? He had a good career at Florida, but he was undrafted. Darrell Wright. Then you had two Anderson brothers, Shandon and somebody else. That, <laughs> like, when you really look at that Miami team, that team was horrible. They was horrible. Wade took over after, what, game three of the finals, I believe, and never looked back. Everybody looks at the LeBron and the super team thing, but Dwayne Wade took a bunch of NBA players that had walkers and wheelchairs and won them a chip. You got to give that man credit for that. AI, he got us there. He didn't get us over the hump. They were overmatched. But we got to keep it a C-note, bro. AI is not better than D-Wade. Like, we got to stop that. Let me tell you why AI is. This man carried the second worst team to ever make an appearance in the finals the whole season. He carried this team. I spit out names like Matt Geiger, Jumaine Jones, right. Rajah Bell, George Lentz, Tyrone Hill, Eric Snow. And we all remember Aaron McKee because, you know, he's Philly boy and he's a Temple legend. But I say these names to somebody who just started really getting into basketball. They're going to say, who? Because none of these guys without Allen Iverson could play, could start on any other team. You got the Kimbe Matumbo, but Matumbo was on his way out. Right. He had already had a bunch of injuries. We knew it was the end for him. My opinion, they should have kept Theo Ratliff that year because he was a more mobile jump shooter right. than Matumbo. But that's here and there. The team that Dwayne Wade had, yeah, they were old, but there were a lot of Hall of Famers on that show, on that team. So you got. Well, we're not going off of status. No, we're just going off of Jason Williams in his prime was always a defensive oh, liability. Yeah. Gary Payton was done from when. They lost with Carl Malone and all of them and, and the Lakers in the finals. They was he just was hanging on around like, you know what I mean? They had that team is arguably, I can make an argument that the Sixers team was better than that team. I'ma say that even though those guys was on the way out, they were still at their worst better than everybody on the Sixers. At their worst. Even at that advanced age, if you were to match up AI Sixers versus Dwayne Wade's Heat in a in a, a match a, a series, I don't think the Sixers I, win one game. I think Miami had the better had the better names. They had the bigger names. This is true. But when you look at that Sixers team, everybody knew they ruled. Mm -hmm. That Miami team that was the problem throughout the playoffs and even in the finals. They didn't know they ruled. That whole year, they tried to run the ball through Shaq in the post like he was mm -hmm. still the man. It took them to get into the NBA Finals to realize, we got a bunch of senior citizens on our team. <laughs> we got to get a ball to Dwayne Wade and get out the way. Now, I will say he was sensational in that playoff run. Dwayne Wade... 
there's some, some amazing stuff, especially in the finals. And one of them games in the finals, he literally carried one of the last four minutes the of the game. The last three you know or four games, and he won that series. But what I will say is the people on the, the players on the Sixers knew their role because they had nothing else they could do. They sucked. I'm going to be honest with you. Because if you tried to step outside your role, you would expose how bad of a player you really were. Right. Like, you had Roger Bell, who was a, a defensive guy, and he could get you a couple buckets off the bench. If he the, tried to score... Dikembe Mutombo, though, even though he was past his prime, that Dikembe Mutombo defensively was better than any of the Miami big men. Zoe was done. It's true. Shaq was done. This is true. Dikembe Mutombo was defensive player. Shaq never really played defense like that. You know what I mean? So I will say that Matumbo, AI had Matumbo. He had a better big man, not offensively, he but did. defensively. He did, but he was a liability. If you if you took Matumbo out of the post, or you had a big dude like Shaq was that year when they played the Lakers, he destroyed Matumbo. He could never come back from that. But that that's what I'm saying about Jason Williams and Gary <laughs> Payton. Antoine Walker, these guys, Antoine Walker, another dude, never played defense in the league. He no. put up buckets. Yeah. But deep, think about these dudes when they was old and really didn't, they was all liabilities, bro. They were old, but Gary Payton could still lock you up. No, he couldn't. What, what did no, he ever lost couldn't. was his defense. He's going to play that was what, what year was that? Like 2006? Gary, through 2006, two, yeah, like 2000, Gary Payton was done by that. He was done, but he was still going to be He defense. wasn't even a, they called him the glove, he wasn't even the mitten there. <laughs> he was come on, bro. But then listen, but disclaimer, disclaimer. I gotta put an asterisk next to AI because 2004 Olympic team, Ooh. bro. 2004 T Mac declined, Kobe Bryant declined, AI was the number one option on that team, took the most shots, played the most minutes, scored the most points. And came away with nothing. He got to get that stain. The dream team and the second team was beating dudes by 50 and 60. AI-led team lost in the Olympics, so he has to get that. He got to hold that. I got I to gotta give you props for that one. I can't argue that. Like, that's, un, uh, that's unexcusable. You, you on this Olympic team, you have literally put together a collection of the best basketball players that America has. And most of the... At that time, America was the top spot for basketball players. It wasn't as explosive with Europeans. You had Dirk and all of them coming in, but it wasn't like half the league was these European superstars. So around the world, you weren't really playing against that many top guys. You know what I'm saying? And they tried to make, a, what was it, the Argentina team look like they was just really good that year? I'm like, no, they're not. We just stayed. They, they really weren't. They had a couple of guys that were playing in the league. Now, they did play better together than we did, but there was no excuse for that team. That but team should have won. Everybody, I need y'all to keep it a C-note because when I put uh, the post up the other day about that knocked AI down, a lot of people said Larry Brown. Like, no, we got to stop that. Because when you mention MJ six rings, everybody always say, "Oh, he wouldn't have won them wings without Pippen." Nobody never mentions Phil. Mm -hmm. Like we we not gonna do that. Larry Brown was the coach, but them dudes was out there playing on the court, and they they was getting blown out. They was getting blown out. That Jada Kiss line became infamous. Why mm -hmm. Team USA keep getting blown out? Mm -hmm. 
That right. is true. That's to true. me, that right there knocks AI down to four. It got to. Ooh. It got to. I'm going to give him four because I, I'm not going to lie. A lot of people always talk that small stuff and AI had heart. But come on, man. Joe Dumars was just as small as him and he got brains. Mm. So we're not going to do that. So for right now, because we're only doing three, I would say AI four and Wade three. But I could make a strong case but Joe Dumar should be up there, bro. Over oh, yeah. Oh, I was trying to keep you to see with you, man. <laughs> Joe Dumar's had on them teams. On them teams, who you think was sticking the best player? Are Joe right? Dumar's was sticking Michael Jordan all them years. That was Dumar's doing that. Locking Jordan, not locking him down, but trying to slow him down and putting up points on the other end. I can't go over AI though. That team, those Pistons. Bro, I think so we give AI bad. too much credit, oh, bro. No, I don't think and we I, give enough. And I think it's because a lot of y'all are Sixers fans, but bro, we gotta keep it a C note, man. <laughs> Let's keep it a C note. He took us to the final. He took six, the Sixers to the finals one year, but come on, man. He's definitely not better than we, man. Oh man, come on. You kill me for Joe Dumars. All right, so. No, nah, he probably he probably <laughs> you killed me. Right, like, yeah, like, yeah, before y'all kill me, y'all, I'm just bidding, man. I'm just bidding. AI is definitely I'm just bidding, y'all. Alright, so since we're gonna talk about cats that people really pipe up and and you know, I guess they got good reason or whatever. Pause. Yeah. So <laughs> Russell Westbrook. He's a triple-double machine. Right. We see all that. But in your opinion, is he overhyped or you know cat? I say I don't think he's overhyped. He, he's I don't I would say he's I would have to say no cat. Here's the the, the thing with Russell is only one thing that I think if he wasn't worried about scoring as much and he was like a point guard, point guard, and still putting them numbers up, I think he would get more credit than that. But since he done ran so many people off and he done lost with so many teams, it, it makes him look bad. But if he just put those same numbers up without trying to take every shot, mm -hmm. he would be the man. So I, I was, he's not overhyped. He's definitely a, a, a good guard. He can go out there and get you – like, even if he's not scoring, he go out there and get you rebounds, and he go out there, get everybody involved, and he'll lock you down, too. Like, he plays defense. Like, we're not going to do that. Russ, Russ played defense, man. I'm about to say something that's going to contradict myself, but it's real. I like Russell Westbrook. I like the way he played. I like the heart he plays the game with. I right. like his intensity. I like the fact that he hates his opponents. I love that. I think they need to bring that back in sports. If you ain't on his squad, you ain't fam, I don't bang with you. Right. Roll out. I love that. But I think he's overhyped because he puts up pretty good numbers. He gets triple doubles and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think he'll ever win. He'll never win playing basketball the way he plays. He's too ball dominant and He's never developed a, a consistent jump shot. This is true. You are a former MVP of the league just off of the strength of driving to the bucket, dishing it out, getting rebounds, pushing the break, and all of that. But you never thought to develop your jump shot.
to right. go with your game. Because if you did have a jump shot, you could be considered an all-time, all-timer because you probably have some rings. You right. get what I'm saying? Right. But the fact that you have not developed your game past court vision tells me that these stats are hollow. Because how many of these triple-doubles did you have on losing games when you shot 9 for 30 and the, your team lost by 17, but you had 16, 10, and 12. You ain't gonna, you, you can't be the man and give me numbers like that consistently in losses. So, in my opinion, Russell, Russell Westbrook is overhyped. My man ain't, ain't gonna win a chip until he's a Gary Payton, well, like you said, on a roster where he don't play. Well, You did a little bit more contradicting than you probably thought you I did. told you I was going to. <laughs> but I, I'm going to just say this about Russell, right? Um, The thing is, is, like, if you... We just did this, uh, the draft special. We did the top five receivers. Mm -hmm. And Megatron is high on your list. Mm -hmm. And the same thing you knocking Russell Westbrook for, Megatron did most of his career. That year where he put up them crazy numbers, uh, where he almost broke the record, or he did break the record mm -hmm. for most receiving yards, and, and it's, they was four and twelve. Mm -hmm. They was four and twelve. So I don't think you can give Megatron all the credit, and then on another sport, the same guy doing that ain't you. This this is why I must, I'm I'm gonna go with this. Megatron had to get the ball thrown to him. Russell Westbrook controls the game from the tip. This is true. So that's why I'm this knocking down. Because if you wanted to be on a winning team, you're in control, my friend. This is true. But my my my, my thing is though, like um, I think yeah, you're right. Just because he a point guard, that's the only reason. But the only thing is with that though is in this day and time, point guards are scorers. So he's just doing what everybody else does. The thing is, is he's not he, good. He's not good. <laughs> right. He, he, sometimes it'd be about shot, shot selection and all mm -hmm. that. And that's why I told you that the players today, they're more athletic, but they don't have smart IQ like the players back in the day. And that's this why the true. players would get out on them because they're smarter. For a point guard, I feel like he has... And this, listen, y'all might hate me for this, but I got to keep it a C-note with you. As a point guard, I feel like Russell Westbrook has the worst IQ of one of the point guards around. You come down, you miss a three. Then you come down again and you fire up an air ball for a three. What do you do then? You look for the players on the wing or look for somebody else to get involved until you get your head back into it. No, not this dude. He will come down and fire Miss after miss after miss after miss. No, I'll give you one better. <laughs> Russell <laughs> Willie do. Here come down. Here run the pick and roll three straight times. Mm -hmm. The roller get a dunk, a layup three straight times. And for some reason on the fourth time when he come down to run the pick and roll, he's going to look the roller off and shoot something crazy. Mm -hmm. And then instead of coming back the next possession and going back to the roller, he'll do the same thing. It's like He's in competition with his teammates. Yeah. That's time. what it always seems like to me. Like, if you average in a triple-double, though, you don't need to be in competition with your teammates. At all. You know what I mean? So, I think that's the only thing that hurts him. I don't even think it's an IQ thing. Because in his mind, 
I bet you he's like, damn, I should just pass it the ball. Mm -hmm. No, but I'm the man. You yeah. know what I mean? So I don't think it's IQ. I just think that he gets selfish. And that mentality is why you no longer have Kevin Durant, why you no longer have James Harden, why they had to break that team up because nobody could, could play off you. Then you even had a second chance with James Harden last year. Oh, buddy, that was the most terrible thing when people was talking about, oh, they're going to make a run to the finals. How? How? You have two players that need the ball for 18 seconds of a shot clock, and if they don't, they're not effective. They're going to jack. So and you don't have a winning mentality, my friend. And to keep it a C-note with you, one more thing about Russell Wilson, though. I mean, Russell Westbrook. He does have that Chris Paul thing in him a little bit, too, because being as though he does so many different things on the floor, rebound, play defense, pass to everybody, he feels as though when he, if you're a star or if you're just a role player, when he needs to come check you, like, yo, if you're taking too many shots, he's going to check you because, especially star players, if he feels as though he's grabbing every rebound, he's playing defense, and then his wing player isn't guarding, mm -hmm. you know, he's he's one of them guys that's going to check his teammate. Or not just check him. He might not check him, but just because you didn't play defense two times in a row, now I'm not going to pass you the ball. You ain't going to rock. And, and that's a, that, that, I like that about a point guard. When you can call people on the carpet and, and keep them responsibility, it should result in wins. But like people say, and this, I will admit this, when they say that these players today are too soft, they cannot take criticism. You don't take it from coaches. You don't take it from your point guard, who is the coach on the floor. So there's no way for you to develop and get better if you can't take coaching. So I will say, I'll give it to him like that. That's where a lot of cats say. So you, you say he's overhyped. He's overhyped. So if you take away the 30 shot attempts and all of that, if he was the tone, if he didn't shoot as much but had the same stats, would you still feel as though he's overhyped? No, because he would probably have won a championship by now. If he didn't, if he didn't play the game the way he plays... That OKC team might beat the Heat. As stacked as they are. Nah. Only reason I say that is because they, they, they were running and gunning. And if you tone Yeah, but down, they disappeared when they counted. Too many true. of them disappeared when they counted. But that's where if you have an efficient point guard running the team, it's hard to disappear. It's hard when you yeah, got but your hand on the Here we go. Here we go again. Once more. It doesn't matter how much money you spend. It doesn't matter who your point guard is. When the game's on the line, if a guy don't got heart, your point guard can't give you that. That's true. That's so if Harden is freezing up, Durant freezing up, or Ibaka, any of them dudes is freezing up, like, he can't get them guys heart. But he, he, could, he could not miss 17 shots. That yeah, but you can, also, <laughs> you can also debate that those guys, other guys were scared to shoot the ball. Not Durant, but Harden. Mm -hmm. Like he totally disappeared. That's he. Yeah. That was like first glimpse of him disappearing. Yeah, it's true. So, well, y'all heard it. I said it. Russell Westbrook is overhyped. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in again. Keeping it in the C note. What is you always keeping the C note every week? What is it? Appreciate y'all on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I know y'all gonna get at us about something from this episode, but yeah. bring it on. We like that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure y'all follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Keep It A C-Note Podcast. You know what I mean? We all everywhere, but on Facebook, we uh, Keep It A C-Note.
Yep, so we everywhere. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. You know what I mean? We definitely love the support. Shout out to everybody. And we, I guess we'll catch y'all next time. My man, Brian. Keep doing it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs>